Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of monarchastrology.com. And in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you about a current transit that we have that's exacting on February 15th. And this is Mercury in Aquarius approaching a square to the lunar nodes. And we currently have the North node in Taurus and the South node in Scorpio. So we're looking at this dynamic with Mercury in Aquarius of currently our thought processes, our cognition, our nervous system, relating to something about having breakthrough or insight. Aquarius is where we get a broader perspective, a bird's eye view. So Mercury in Aquarius is one of my favorite Mercury transits because it's full of um, kind of like think, think tank, big think, big idea, inventive kind of energy at a mental creative level. And when we see it square the nodes, so the lunar nodes representing these collective destiny points, energy that is coming in with the North node and energy that is diminishing or clearing, um, definitely making itself known as it clears too, um, with the South node. I specialize with the lunar nodes, especially in natal charts, as I'm an evolutionary astrologer. And for those of you who are um, familiar with this channel, you may know that I have Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation coming up February 23rd. And I'm going to be teaching evolutionary astrology in a comprehensive way in a tight-knit community. Um, I'll leave the link for that in the notes. But we specialize with Pluto and the lunar nodes to gain a portrait of the soul's evolutionary journey. So in a natal chart, that's what we'd be working with for our whole lives. As a transit, Mercury square the nodes represents like some kind of mental, some kind of cognitive impasse that's happening this week. And so we're looking at the desire nature, perhaps of Mercury and Aquarius being to have that breakthrough, to have that sense of um, having the light bulb moment, understanding how to approach a novel situation that requires some kind of creative intelligence. And it's hinging between, it's at a crossroads with this um, collective destiny axis of the lunar nodes. And so we have really deep embedded intense kind of themes when we look at the fixed signs. And with the Taurus Scorpio axis, we're looking at our basic survival needs with Taurus, right? Feeling safe, having food, having shelter. Um, and that gets ever more complex, right? Our self-esteem, our, um, our preferences, our pleasure, our thriving in life. And then with Scorpio, we're looking at how we form energetic alliances to 
also ensure that survival or to expand past our own limitations, right? Like we have our own skill sets, Taurus, our own personal resources, Taurus, and we have things that we don't know how to do. We can't do. We need others. We need something else. And often through those um, relationships with Scorpio, there's going to be power imbalances or power dynamics because people are bringing different resources to the table. Um, And it's not just relationships between people. It's also deep embedded, um, even enmeshed or entangled at times relationships that we have with particular energies, with emotional patterns. Um, It could be relationships we have with plants, with animals, really anything, anything that we bond and merge with. The difference with Taurus and Scorpio largely there being that Taurus has so much to do with our own energy, our own essence, our own flavor, our own capacities. And Scorpio is where we blend and merge resources and capacities with something other than ourselves. And that gets very complex, this axis, because we live in a reality where we have to eat and consume resources to literally survive. So Imagine we lived in a kind of reality where scarcity didn't exist and where the temperature was always nice and maybe there's not that much gravity and you kind of float. You think of something, it instantly appears. You don't have to get or hunt anything. You don't need to imbibe anything to survive. Imagine the level of not as much conflict or intensity, right? Like we have here, um, we have this need to, to eat, to consume, to maintain our own existence. And it's both very simple in that fact, right? I'm just going to have a bowl of rice. Um, that's it. Right. And it's also complex in the sense that there's a lot of psycho, like psychology that goes into those basic needs and it can define how we participate in this reality that we share, right? Are we strategically always trying to get ours, right? Are we trying to um, get ours at the expense of others? Are we trying to hoard and keep in case there's ever some kind of loss, right? And so we develop these different kinds of psychological fixations or patterns or attachments based on the basic predicament of this reality in which we need, we need to survive, right? Or we need to imbibe or consume to survive. So you get what I'm saying, right? It gets more complex too, in terms of like what we do for work, how we use our labor, Um, And the degree to which we might make personal sacrifices of our desires or our integrity to get money and put, you know, pay our bills kind of thing. And if you think about Mercury in Aquarius hinging between that axis of these, you know, psychological and survival needs, Aquarius is a very idealistic sign. Aquarius is inventive. Aquarius can channel different realities. And so there may be something in our thought processes, in our processes in general this week, where we're seeking to either understand or communicate or negotiate reality in such a way that maybe we're bringing more of our ideals and more of a better world into that very basic fundamental, I need to survive kind of consciousness. Um, And so 
thinking of a few ways that that could play out. One, Mercury already relates to the nervous system and Aquarius also deeply relates to the nervous system, right? It relates to um, trauma as well, Aquarius, right? These kinds of maps that we have. I hope you can't hear the fly buzzing around this room. It's annoying me speaking of nerves, um, but I hope it's not catching on the microphone. Um, But we have like these information highways in our consciousness, right? Where we can have these automatic processes where a stimulus occurs and we have a reaction, just like the fly buzzing around, I'm annoyed, right? Like that's the conditioning I have with that stimulus of the fly. Um, So someone might say something to you or make a facial expression at you. And it's not just the present moment that's happening. It's a whole web of connections that you have of memories, impressions, and conditioning from your past that inform the response that you have to that um, interaction. And there's a degree oftentimes which that dynamic really compounds and distorts our experience because we're not just in the present moment. We're having like a whole um, chain of reactions. And our body is holding these impressions. It's something that we also have at a genetic level from being these biological creatures who have evolved from life forms that, you know, we're out there in the wild, like defending against environmental threats or predators, for example. And so our bodies have a capacity to recognize threat. And there's a degree to which that capacity to recognize threat can distort or tint interactions that we have where maybe we are having a conflict with someone. Maybe the moment is a little bit intense, but the degree to which we're aroused or triggered um, might be more than what the situation actually is. Um, as an example. And so this is what a lot of what people are doing when they cultivate and develop their nervous system is that they are kind of sobering up their nervous system and its responses. But I want to add here that it's not just about being calm and tranquil and regulated all the time because we still are animals. We still are um, in a reality that there may be moments that require our capacity to respond. And so if we have access to our anger or access to our life force or access to um, our boundaries, right? These are all things that um, can still be part of a healthy nervous system. It's not just about being calm. So Mercury and Aquarius square the nodes. There may be something about how we're working with our own nervous system patterns or dysregulations and where it taps into very basic drives, such as the need to feel safe and to survive Taurus. Um, at more complex levels, the need to feel valued, um, Taurus as well. And then um, with Scorpio, things around, you know, deep relationship, power dynamics, et cetera. And the possibility here for some kind of breakthrough, right? Like if there's a way that we're approaching a situation that's deeply entangled in these basic drives, right? These can be very intense places, especially if we're in survival mode um, or haven't fully deconditioned survival mode, even when we're in a a state that feels more secure. And we still have those memories of times we've felt threatened in the past, um, times we didn't have enough in the past. And so it's hard to fully receive now. 
um, looking at how we're approaching um, our thought processes, our problem solving, and can we get a little bit of distance from the survival consciousness where that's appropriate? So an example, sometimes when we're really, really entangled in this stuff, there's a very deeply strategic side of the fixed signs and a sense of this is what I need to survive. And this is how I need to get it. These are the manipulations I need to do to get it right. And like those kind of power games. And yet Aquarius represents like something collective, like maybe we can thrive in groups. Like maybe as I'm interfacing with this person that I'm connected to and my brain, my like survival threat system is starting to see them as an antagonist and as an enemy. And we're talking about, you know, we're negotiating some kind of need and it feels like very tense. Might there be something more collaborative Aquarius or even more idealistic What's the deeper desire of how I want to feel or how I want to be relating? And can I get some distance from this activation, this sense of, you know, I'm an animal that needs to get mine, unless that's, you know, fun and in this kind of mutual, because that can be like sexy as well. But I mean, in terms of where it's hidden, where it's kind of like a subtext, where instead of enjoying um, our work, for example, we're seeing it as this means to an end to like get our needs met. And there's this um, absence of creativity maybe, or like a, a disconnect or an alienation that can come through that. Trying to think of where to take this thread next. So one of the things about planet square, the nodes um, is that there's, an intensification of the planet itself that is at the square point, which in our case is Mercury. Um, And so there is something about, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to invent, maybe trying to see a way past these psychological patterns or these deep fundamental needs that we feel really driven by and wanting to just like have a breakthrough, like a softening or a shift, right? Where that has feeling maybe too tense right now. There's also a way that when we just work with the nodes or the energies of the nodes themselves, the planet comes into balance. So part of it with Taurus and Scorpio can also be taking a look, um, being a witness of ourselves this week with this transit of how are we relating to our root, creating a basic sense of like really landing with where we are and accessing any level of safety, security, self-esteem, very basic things within ourselves that we have access to. And oftentimes with Taurus, um, when we're not receptive to what we already have, we tend to hunger for more. And we might be looking outside for um, some kind of validation or safety, but when we can bring it back in and just actually take stock, take account, be resourceful with where we're at, there might be like a settling or a safety that we feel. And I think that's an incredible resource of the, of the body that we, we have, that we definitely cultivate 
where we can access that basic state of peace just by being present with ourselves. Um, that's harder to do when we have certain processes running, say around um, trauma. And so it definitely is something that we cultivate that sense of relaxation within the self. So tending to that um, Taurus realm in terms of being with your body, being with what um, creates a sense of ease or opening. And it can be very, um, very DIY. Like you don't have to like create like a really beautiful bath ritual with a bunch of candles and flowers and like go all out and make it complicated. You can, if you like already are there and like feel like a yes to that, but it also might just be as simple as doing some kind of breath activity, um, or, sitting outside, putting your feet in the grass and looking at the scenery or, you know, something, it can be quite simple. And then with Scorpio, looking at how we enter energetic exchange, right? Do we have a capacity to create mutually enhancing relationships? Do we have a capacity to be honest about our agendas and our desires and our expectations or are we running patterns of subtle manipulation, holding hidden agendas, trying to get something from another person um, at personal benefit and at cost to them, you know, or finding ourselves being willing to be in the other dynamic of, um, you know, a, a reversal of that, like where we're in energetic exchanges that feel kind of icky, aren't really, um, aren't really aligned or balanced. And to have some actual deep level of compassion for that, because a lot of those patterns are these like karmic entanglements. We, um, we grow up as children vulnerable. We have these needs and we learn different ways to get those needs met. Right. And so we can have these attachments to acting certain ways in reality to ensure that others will respond in a certain way. And, we get entangled in these kinds of patterns, right? Versus where we start to cultivate um, a deeper approval of our desire, right? Like what we're what we're seeking to create, and becoming increasingly honest upfront um, about those exchanges, you know. And also thinking, if we're thinking about Mercury and Aquarius balancing into the nodes. Um, I understand that might be a little abstract, so just receive it as a transmission if you're not understanding the the nodes and the Mercury like relationship with planets where the nodes. Um, but Aquarius can have something to do with shared power, right? Like a community, or if we think about um, an ecosystem and the way that the trees are um, emitting oxygen that we're able to breathe and we're emitting carbon dioxide that is good for them. And there's like this um, reciprocity in an ecosystem way that part of the um, distortion of this deep biological drive that we have to survive and get resources and make sure I get mine, you know, we kind of isolate ourselves from being part of nature, being part of the community or being part of the environment. And we get into this like uh shadow Taurian, like kind of hoarding kind of consciousness. Um, and so thinking about the subtle ways that we do that, that we remove ourselves from the ecosystem and try to have our own little Island versus where we can see that 
our interests, desires, and needs are actually maybe in collaboration, right? Like maybe, um, you know, for the personality type, for example, that really loves to be a provider and like take care of others and sees their value in that way, but has a really hard time stating a need and allowing others to also provide for them. It's like being able to see that we're all on this spiritual journey, right? Of walking each other home and that their needs, like they're already a provider. They're already like offering that maybe when they share a need and allow another person to show up for them, they're allowing another person to be in the act of generosity or be in the act of sharing their gift. And there can be this um, mutual empowerment or mutual joy within that. And noticing the places where we have subtle thought processes, where we look at our needs, we look at our um, processes as something extremely isolated or something that is very stress and survival oriented versus where we can expand a bit and like be in that kind of um, broad Aquarian state and see the energetic reciprocity of the whole ecosystem, of the relationships, of the possibility for mutually enhancing relationships. Um, and that type of thought process is, is really hard when we're gripping onto our egoic constructs or our like intense survival consciousness needs. Um, and is something that you know, when we think about Aquarius and Mercury and Aquarius, part of why Aquarius is able to see very distantly and to, you know, channel like the Akashic records and things like that is because it's, um, it can often be outside of the immediate needs of the body, right. Or the immediate, um, unconscious, like reactive processes of the body. It's, it's out there. It's beyond Aquarius and modern astrology is ruled by Uranus, right. This planet of awakening. And so, to think about how we start to really balance those big idealistic kind of magical ideas within the um, basic issue in this reality that we need to consume to survive, right? That we need to be in relationship. We can't survive alone, that we have to collaborate and share, um, not just with humans, but with other beings and forces in nature. And so in general, in summation, that kind of um, mental tension and capacity for breakthrough this week is around how we bring a little bit more idealistic, magical, um, collective, bigger thinking um, cognition into places that we tend to get a little bit more compressed because we have that... Um, survival insecurity or that genetic lineage, that person, you know, that biology, um, in our system that is concerned about, I need to get mine to be okay. Right. And to see, um, that we can expand the lens a little bit and like, we're all literally in this together. Um, we're cohabitating on the planet. Doesn't mean we have to be friends and allies with everyone and everything. Um, but that maybe there are more connections to be made and a softening into the relationality and the ecosystem of that, um, that's going to be beyond our personal egoic gripping, um, softening and opening to something more expansive 
more inventive, more collaborative. So let me know what you think in the comments and like this video. Check out the link for Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation. We're beginning pretty soon. It's by application. This is the Evolutionary Astrology Intensive that's been running since 2018 and has seen several hundred students. There's plenty of testimonials on the course page, and you can see how this course has been um, such a life changer and an upgrade and an up level. It's really been supportive for my students. Um, like emotional healing processes and spiritual connectivity. And the deeper intention of the course is to really give you the transmission of astrology in which you have your own um, direct relationship with the archetypes, with the building blocks of astrology. And you start to feel it at an intuitive level to have your own conversation with the universe. Because as astrologers, um, professional astrologers are very practiced. They have that connection and it's not just something that some people have, it's something that's cultivated. It's something that, you know, you meet the planets, you meet the signs, you start to know them, you start to see them everywhere. You start to understand them. They start to reveal parts of themselves to you and you start to have your own novel, personal astrological understandings, right? As astrologers, we're all channels. We have our own gifts, capacities, interests that we might blend with astrology. Um, and so the course is, is that transmission to help you in having that direct relationship. Um, and it's also an opportunity to be in a deeper conversation with your soul, to learn this version of astrology, this lineage of astrology that analyzes the needle chart from the perspective of the soul being on a multi-lifetime journey. So it's a really deep dive into the psyche, into, um, the unconscious even, and seeing within those patterns, how we can unhook from the places that we've been, um, like subtly addicted or compulsive reclaim that vital soul essence and direct and invest it in increasingly intentional aware ways. This form of astrology has been a guiding light for me since I was 21. And I'm now just about to complete my Saturn return. And it supported me um, in growing up. It supported me in building my life, um, building my dream life, building a life that's in deep resonance with myself. And the soul um, process, the soul work is an ongoing adventure. <laughs> like I see it, you know, it's it's a multi-lifetime adventure. And so even in layers in this life, soul and astrology is constantly revealing new layers and there's always new initiations. And so I really see this language as a kind of gift for life where it supports you in being oriented in that deeper root within yourself, within your spiritual relationship. So that as life keeps unfolding and offering new initiations that you can see it and read it as a soul. Um, and as a personality, but not just the personality to see that deeper essence inside of yourself and how you can connect to it through the expansive language of astrology. So check out the link, apply there, read student testimonials. Um, and I'll see you again. I hope to be making more videos. I'm just getting some inspiration to get back on YouTube, but I have been more active on my website, monarchastrology.com, as well as my mailing list, which you can sign up for, um, in the link in the notes. And I've also been on my podcast, Magic of the Spheres. So you can find me in various channels. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited about coming back to YouTube more and I would love to hear from you, hear what you think. Um, and I'll be back again soon.